evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to The Rough Life. Um, I just want to do a little segment on mental wellness, mental health, mental illness. Um, You know, I don't remember the day, the month, or the year uh, that mental wellness, health, or illness became a buzzword. Um, But what I do know is growing up, there wasn't much talk about getting any help. Um, You know, we went to the doctor, but we didn't go to the doctor for that. Um, And, you know, (laughs) we only went to the doctor if it was absolutely necessary. Put a Band-Aid on it, drink some NyQuil, you know, things like that. And talking to a shrink, as it was called, uh, meant you would be out there spreading the family business. And God knows African-Americans... Um, was not, we weren't cool with that, right? And as children, we were always told, you know, don't be out there telling our business what goes on in this house, you know, all of that stuff. So we always had that in the back of our mind, even if we wanted to get some help. Um, And so I was born in the 60s, so we didn't have money for that, right? As I said, we went to the doctor only when we needed to. I can only remember going to the doctor when I broke my leg. I'm telling you, I don't remember any of it. But anyway, I get it, you know. Um, Also, you know, we weren't very trusting African-Americans of Caucasians. And rightfully so, you know, we were still trying to figure out how to live in a world that was not designed for us or a country that wasn't designed for us but was built by us. And so, you know, um, going to talk to somebody, especially at that time, um, most of the therapists were white females or males. And so that was just not going to help and it wasn't going to work for us. But mental wellness is it's crucial to our survival individually, collectively, as a family, as a country, you know. Um, but we are behind as a country in acknowledging that people need help, psychological help, right? As a nation, we have become... Um, to treasure and protect and prioritize other things over people, like animals, property, over people, right? And so with that being said, people are not, were not getting the help that they needed, right? And still some of them are. So I want to talk about, you know, mental health, mental illness, mental wellness. Mental health, according to uh, mentalhealth.gov, Mental health is our psychological, emotional, and social well-being. And you, I think if it was updated, it would say spiritual as well. It affects everything we feel, think, and how we respond or react. How we make the decisions in our mind. And I, and I will tell you this, I have a background in um, <clears throat> mental health, social work, mental health. I have a master's in that. And... I remember um, I, I started my master's in 2012, right after I graduated with my bachelor's in social work. And I learned so much about myself and about what mental health looked like and how it was still being stigmatized. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't know how to take care of myself, but I learned, right? And so... Um, we talked about it, you know, a lot in school and, um, you know, a lot of people were still, even in 2012, 
2015, people were still like stigmatized by mental health uh, or mental wellness or mental illness, whatever you want to call it. But mental illness is, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, the NIH, is defined as, I quote, a mental behavior or emotional disorder varying in the impact ranging from no impairment um, to mild, moderate, and severe impairment. Um, <clears throat> and so there's there are people who can semi-manage. You know, some people can cope with mental illness with... Um, music and different ways, different other ways, other than taking a pill. But when you get to moderate, you may have to take some medication um, to balance you out or whatever. Um, but severe, absolutely. You got, when you have severe impairment, that affects your whole life. And so you definitely are going to have to take some type of medication or um, have some type of therapy and you might even be hospitalized. Now, even in mild and moderate, you can be hospitalized as well because what people de- uh, deem as a crisis is different um, for e- everybody. It's just different. Um, but mental wellness, that's like taking care of yourself, right? So so as to like strike a balance. So I learned this word in social work uh, called homeostasis. Homeostasis is just a, a good balance, right? You got enough of this and enough of that in your body. So you're able um, to, you have the ability to think, behave, and to make rational and reasonable decisions that prevent harm to yourself or to others. Not perfection. You're just able to make some decisions a little bit better, right, with mental wellness. When you're in um, the state of being mentally well, um, you're able to use some things that you've learned that are able to help you. Um, I know for me, journaling is a big thing for me. I've always liked to write my feelings. And I had no idea growing up how that would impact me. Now, I still journal. I still, um, you know, need all of this. Um, and so um, we just have to figure things out, right? When we're taking care of ourselves, it's important that we take care of ourselves. And uh, we have various ways of doing that, um, depending on who you are, where you are, the finances you have, you know, what you've been exposed to, different things like that. But um, we are now living in a time where everybody knows what mental illness is, but not all are on board with how to treat those with mental illness. And one of the things I struggled with in school was um I remember in my bachelor's, I wrote a policy paper on mental illness. And for me, um, I couldn't understand how in the past they were, you know, everybody got hospitalized and then they let everyone out. Right. But they didn't have everything in place to treat those people. So people were homeless. People were, um, you know, just out there wilding out. Um, But they weren't able to get any help because how the government went about uh, letting everybody out, but not having the funds and the people in place um, to be able to assist the people. And then you have to talk about the cultural part part of it. Um, Culturally, there are many groups of people who associate mental illness with shame for the family or um, 
you brought shame to the family. Um, they still stigmatize it, so to speak, um, as if it's a defect, like it's something wrong with the person, right? Um, and that can't be fixed, right? It, they 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 believe that if there's a defect, it can't be fixed. This person, you know, and and who knows what they do in different countries, right? But here we in the U.S. we see a lot of homelessness, um, but we do have um, we have facilities, we have therapists, we and it's getting better because we now have people of color um, in the therapy realm and. There's a lot of them. And I love it because when you think about sharing something so intimate about yourself, you want to know that you're in a safe space. And for people of color, that safe space is usually with someone who looks like them or someone who can understand what they, they've been through. And unless you're a therapist who is culturally competent, it's going to be hard for you to be trusted by people who are not like you, you know? And so mental health is, it's, it's a big deal. It really is. And I mean, the Olympics brought out a lot of things. Um, and you're, you're seeing it in gymnasts, you're seeing it, uh, Serena, you know, um, the, I can't remember the other female who, um, played against, uh, Serena. She's, uh, a young girl and she need she took a mental break, right? You got basketball players, uh, football players, you know, and there's a, there's some old school people out there and it's like, ah, I don't believe that. Um, they're just soft, you know, and different things like that. I would tell you this. What I do believe is the more available um, mental wellness type of uh, care is provided, the better people will be, right? Um I love the fact that people are on social media um, being able to talk and free themselves from some things. But I also think that social media is not good for some people to be on there, right? Um, social media shows you so much. It's a lot to retain. It's a lot to filter through. And so sometimes you have to take a, a, a little break from it. And I've seen people do that a lot. I recently did it, um, not from all social media, just Facebook, you know. Um, I think because, <clears throat> and even our children, we have to really be careful. Um, I think that you can be on social media and get so wrapped up in what life is like on social media or what you show them or what they show you is that you forget about the reality, right, and how um, you function and how you uh, move in the world, right? <clears throat> Social media is not good for young people who have mental health because uh, mental health issues or illness because their brain is still growing. So they, they can't comprehend everything that they're seeing, right? Um, and so you, we see a lot of people who've committed suicide. I'm talking young people, um, nine years old. That's a that's young. And I, so I think um, as much as we uh, want our children to be in this technological world, we have to be careful what we expose them to. <clears throat> and I say that because I have seen so many little children sit in front of 
that little screen, whether they're at dinner, lunch, breakfast with their parents out. Uh, it's and it, and it started a while back when we started getting the little um, uh, movie screens and stuff in our cars. Well, little babies are sucked into that. Like that's who's taking care of them or keeping them entertained while mom and them are getting something done. And it's interesting because I remember reading about um, in Silicon Valley before everybody moved to Texas from California that a lot of the people who worked in the tech field did not allow their children um, social media or a phone. And they were like, they had these little places where they were learning basic math and different things like that, where they had to listen, they had to look, they had to, you know, smell, whatever, you know, really basic stuff and no um, cell phones, no internet, right? I think some of us need to go back to that. Some of us have to go back to that. But once you, I will tell you this, once your children are there, they're there. Um, but you can cut them off. Now, it's better you do it while they're younger <laughs> than as as they get older, because then you're, you're just, you're, you will mess up their mental well-being. Then, oh, it's okay with me when I was one, two, three, and now that I'm 10 or 12, you want to take that away from me. I've, I've had this all my life. And so we have to be careful about what we do. A lot of things uh, are, it's very traumatizing. You have YouTube, you have Hulu, you have um, HBO, Showtime, you have TikTok, you have um, Snapchat. You have all these places that people can go and see things that they would not normally see. And it can be traumatizing. We saw that with all the deaths with George Floyd, when black men were just getting killed. It seemed like daily. It was so hard um, to focus on everyday living when, you know, we were traumatized and continuously. And so I remember, um, you know, just making sure I didn't look at stuff and, you know, ask people, don't send me any more, you know, videos. I can't watch that right now. Or I just chose not to watch it, you know? And so I just think America uh, is on the cusp of uh, hopefully doing the right thing, treating people better. Um, I'd like to think that this is where we're going. I'm not sure that's where we're going, but I'd like to think so. We have the tools. We have the people in place. We have the resources um, you know, we went through the period where, you know, we saw a rogue president just go in and mess up everybody's mental well-being, baby. And he was just out there, right? But now we're able to grab that back, uh, take back our lives, and hopefully live a more abundant, a more peaceful life. You get to choose your life, you know. People talk about, you know, free will and free choices and things like that. Well, we have free will to have a good day, not have a good day, to let things bother us, not let things bother us. And if we have a hard time with that, there is someone um, we can call. There's there's always someone, whether it's your friend, your family, whether it's a 1-800 number, for suicide, whether it's your therapist who is virtual, 
there are resources out there. And I, I want to say this because I, I, it's so important that people understand that um, because they're different doesn't make them broke. They're not broken. They're just different. They function different. They do things different. Um, you know, a lot of times young people compare themselves to other young people who are doing what they deem as well. But we don't know what what it took for that person to get there. And so there's this thought that um, I should be where this person is. And it's not true. It's just not true. It's not a true statement. We all move at our own speed. We all... Um, um, have our own things going on. We have our own way of dealing with things, you know. Um, but we have to talk about mental health. We have to talk about what's going on with us. Um, and we have to make sure before we react that we know how to respond. Um, because responding is going to be the better thing. And recently that happened to me, um, I think it was in February. I went to go get some food to eat. Um, and this guy, he cut me off and, and he was in a company truck. So I was like, oh, let me take a picture of him because <clears throat> I'm going to file a complaint. Well, he didn't like that. He came back and I had no idea. I was ordering my food and all of a sudden he pulls in front of me. And I was just watching in disbelief. I didn't even know what to do. I was like, is this real? Like, is this really happening to me right now? Because in my head, I already had, uh, you know, you know, you have those conversations with yourself that if this happens, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I did none of those things. I did none of those things because I was caught off guard. Um, and I, some people came to my aid. I, he didn't harm me, but it hit me like a ton of bricks about an hour later. And um, it was hard. It was hard. And I felt so uh, traumatized, hurt. I was mad. I was all kinds of things, you know, and I had to go through those series of emotions to be able to get that out. And, um, you know, I, I, it took me some days to even talk about it without crying because I was so upset. I was so mad. I was so hurt. And um, then that person called uh, the police station and asked, could they apologize to me? Oh, absolutely not. We are not doing any of that. And I made up my mind that day. I said, bad behavior will not be welcomed in my presence at all, at all. Family, friends, strangers, it didn't matter what. I was in protective mode, which I still am. Um, but not that fight or fight, flight. I stayed there for a minute, but I try to be aware of what's going on around me. Um, I try to make sure I'm using my breathing techniques. Let me tell y'all, breathing will save you. Breathing will save you. If you have a breathing app, um, it will save you. If you learn to breathe, exhale, I mean, inhale and then exhale slowly, do that. When things are happening, you may not have time all the time, but when it comes to making a decision, you sometimes if you have the opportunity to take a step back, that's a good idea to do um, because reacting could change your life and tr the trajectory of your life. 
And so, listen, let's be kind to ourselves. My my uh, new supervisor said, let's have some nice self-talk. And I appreciate her for that because we can be on our, you know, on ourselves about, oh, it's a new job. I don't know anything. You're not supposed to know anything. It's new, you know. Um, I had to learn that one for myself. And so we have to be careful um, how we even treat our own selves, right? A lot of young people got into cutting and, you know, self-harm. You are precious. You are unique. You are loved. And it doesn't matter if you can't see it. It is the truth. You are loved. Listen, I love y'all. I thank you guys for listening to me. Uh, Hopefully you'll pass this around. Someone else may need to hear this. But listen, mental wellness is achievable. You don't have to have the illness without the prescription. And I'm not talking about drug prescription, even though some people may need that. Get what you need to get to live a good, productive life. That's it. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is no perfection. Just live a decent life. That's all we can ask for. And listen, don't go around hurting anyone, not even yourself. This is Miss Ruff signing out for The Rough Life.